Hello. I'm so excited about our very first podcast. I'm Katie Kylie, And I'm Alyssa Ruggieri. We're really good friends and we're two girls talking. <laughs> we just, this is so fun because we actually started working together because Melissa writes for the AJC. You've been a columnist for how many years? I've been a music reporter for 20 years, yes. Wow. Yes. And I've been on radio for 35 in Atlanta and always rock stations. I love rock and roll. But we're both only 25. How is that possible? That's right. <laughs> how is that possible? How does that happen? And we decided for our very per first podcast because we love a lot of the same music. We love sports. We love gambling. We love cats. We love so many things. <laughs> but we thought we should tell you a little bit about ourselves first and probably talk most about the questions that people ask us all the time because we have the greatest jobs in the world. That's very true. And I'm sure like you, like I, whenever you go someplace and someone asks you what you do and you tell them, they're like, oh my God, you get to be on the radio or you go to concerts for a living. I get that all the time. Like that's a job. Yes, it's a job. It's a job, <laughs> and we, but we love it. And yes. a lot of people don't get to say they love what they do. That's but very true. I would be very curious, Melissa, where you started, where did you grow up and, and how did you become a writer? Well, you know, I, I grew up in South Florida. My family's from Brooklyn, so I, I have a very strong New York heritage <laughs> that yeah. I like to cling to. You can hear to. it in her voice a little bit, right? <laughs> Even though, you know, I did grow up in South Florida, though, and I lived there um, and, you know, went to college there, went to uh, Florida International University. And then I got my first real job. I worked at the Sun Sentinel newspaper while I was in college, and I met their music writer while I was there and sort of became her notebook carrier, if you will, and started going to concerts with her and helping her. And she's still my, my mentor and one of my best friends to this day. So that worked out really well. But um, when I was right after I graduated from college, I got my first job at the Richmond Times-Dispatch. They were looking for a music writer. And you know, like radio, these are jobs that there aren't that many of. There are only a certain number of slots. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and even though, and, and they've gotten smaller and smaller, of course, as time has gone on and the world has changed and the industries have changed and technology has changed and all that. But at the time, you know, I was, I was extremely fortunate to have gotten a job really right out of college at 22 to be a music critic. And I, I, I mean, Richmond, Richmond was a place I never envisioned myself going to. I did not know a thing about it, never been there in my life, knew no one there. And I just said, you know what, I, I got to do this. And I, I did. And it, I wound up being there a lot longer than I expected. It was going to be a three to five year plan. And then, you know, 14 years later. Wow. You were there that long. I was there that long. But, you know, I, I, I met a guy, you know, I met my husband there and, you know, I had some great friends who are still, many of them are still, you know, very, very close to me. And, you know, we spend lots of time every year meeting either in Richmond or New York or in Las Vegas or, you know, just hanging out and stuff. Yeah. So, so I, I will never disparage my time spent there because I, I grew so much and I learned so much and I really, really made some great lasting friendships. And that's really, you know, the most important thing. I did spend a lot of my life driving because not a lot of concerts come to Richmond. <laughs> oh, so you'd have to travel yes. to go to see the show. I was driving to DC and Virginia Beach at least two or three times a week to go to concerts because we were a sandwich market. I mean, you know, so why why would you play Richmond if you were going to play Virginia Beach or DC? Okay. So I got to spend a lot of time going up and down 95 and up and down 64. <laughs> and, and you know, I mean, and that's it's a good thing that that my biological uh, circadian rhythms, I guess, is is what it is that I'm like you. Yes, <laughs> you know? we're you, night owls. We're, we're up till 3 a.m. and get up at 10 a.m. and you know, we are on a different schedule than most of the rest of the world, but I really honestly wouldn't know what to do with a normal job, you know. Yeah. But um but you know, after being in Richmond for 14 years. It, the time had just come. You know, I'd been married several years by that point. Um, probably, well, not several, probably five years by that point. And we both just wanted to go someplace bigger. Again, wasn't really planning on coming to Atlanta. I wanted to go north. I wanted to get back to the New York area or, or you know, the D.C., Northern Virginia area. But they were looking for a features writer, actually, in Atlanta. And I knew they also didn't have a music writer at the time when I started here. So I actually came here in, to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution in 2010 as the aquarium and zoo writer. 
because I love animals so much. So that actually worked out totally fine. But then as soon as I got here, I started saying to my editor, like, hey, um, do you have anybody going to that John Mayer concert tonight? You know, and she would say, no, if you want to go, go. So I started doing music again immediately, yeah. kind of on the side and really sort of on my own time. It wasn't really my job at the time. And after about two years of that, they realized, you know what? Atlanta's a top 10 market. We have so much going on here musically and historically musically. And, and the industry just continues to grow, just like the movie industry here is, that they moved me full time to, to doing music. And here we are. So, wow. Yeah. And, and, and you and I have been doing our – we do a weekly radio Yeah, thing it's called the River. River Rock Report. Melissa talks about things that are upcoming with some of the artists that we play. Yeah. And that's been about five years now that, yeah. that we've been doing that. So, And right. then we hang out. We play trivia with friends. We've, we've now got friends that we share. Yes. And we just are – the funniest thing is, like, if you came to trivia with us and while we're waiting to play, that's what we want this podcast to be exactly. is the two girls talking because we just talk about the most ridiculous things all the time. <laughs> like like if you overheard our lunch conversations. Yes. <laughs> or yelling about traffic because that's another favorite topic of ours. But, but Katie, what about you? As far as you know, you've been here for so long. I've been here for – I've been in Atlanta. I feel like I'm a native, but since I was 10 and before that, I came from New England. So my family – I was born in Manchester, Massachusetts. My family's from Marblehead, Massachusetts. Where's Manchester in relation to Boston? I actually don't it's know that. Manchester. Manchester by the Sea yes. is right by Rockport, Mass. Okay. So if you know that, yes. there's that yes. very famous pier scene and stuff. Oh, that's beautiful. Rockport. That yeah. Movie. yeah, yeah. And well, it's just a beautiful area. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we moved when I was very young and moved to the South where I'd never heard a Southern accent mm-hmm. or anything. And I grew up here, love Atlanta. Atlanta has changed ridiculously since the Olympics, 1996, when the Olympics came. But I went to high school, grammar school, high school, college. I went to Emory. I was an English major at Emory, and it was funny because it was far enough back where they didn't have a radio station, and there wasn't even – you couldn't even study radio or television or right. any of that. Got into radio kind of by accident, went to Southern California where a brother had moved, and learned everything there. That's one of the funny things that people ask you all the time. How do you get into radio? Right. And it's like you really have to get your foot in the door and then just work for nothing. Exactly. Be willing to just work right. your butt off. Same with me. I mean, same with same with newspapers. Yeah, I was, that's how I you was learn. Working the the you know the overnight shift practically when I was nineteen and twenty, and you know making twelve grand a year. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You know? But when you say you got what you've learned everything you need in, in Southern California, what were you doing there? That I did traffic and continuity, which is scheduling commercials. <laughs> yeah. Then when they needed somebody on the air to do sports, I'm like, I love sports, so I did the sports cast. <laughs> Then it became a midday show. It was a rock station called KKBZ in Santa Paula. We were in a little avocado field there. Oh, cool. And, um, and got, I was so homesick I wanted to come to Atlanta. Mm. And I applied at this place, 96 Rock, which was the heritage rock station in Atlanta at the time. And they had no females on the air mm-hmm. at the time. And I was mm-hmm. like, how can you not have mm-hmm. a rock and roll chick on the radio? Right. And so I was hired. I worked there for 15 years. It was some of the best times of my life because it was all during the early 80s to late 80s and mid 90s, you know. It was still 1998. It was a long time. Then I went to work at Z93, which was a classic rock station. It was time for a move. And then about 10 years ago, I moved to where I am now, which is 97 Won the River, and it's a classic hit station, but I started doing mornings here, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Speaking of circadian rhythms. <laughs> Seriously, that was really rough for me, yeah. getting up at 4.20 in the morning. Getting up when you'd then, be going to bed normally. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so a couple of years ago, my boss said, how would you like to? I'm like, yes, <laughs> afternoons again. So I'm back on afternoons doing what I love. And I think with radio, the most important connection to me is with the listener. Right. It's so incredible that people have been in this town for 
30 or so years and they remember me from 96 Rock when they were in high school or whatever. And we've all grown up yeah. together and they've had their kids and they're all listening. It's a real special job. Well, you know, to... I, I, I see I see exactly what you're talking about in person because, you know, I've come out with you to do some live broadcast before yes, some concerts yeah. this past year. We've been trying to do that. And, and you know, it, it always amazes me when we're, you know, sitting out in front of the venue for you 2 that people come up to you that maybe haven't never met you, but they've been listening to you in somewhere for the last 20 years. It's like, oh, my God, Katie Kylie. And, I mean, to have that kind of relationship. But you're also an anomaly in that you've been in Atlanta essentially your entire professional career. career. Yeah. And most radio people cannot say that. I mean, it talk about a revolving door. It's, I've been really blessed. Some of it's timing. Some of it is just... You've got to get along with the right people. Yeah. And, I, and I just, you know, I always realize I'm working for somebody. Mm -hmm. It's not, I'm not my own person here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. But I feel very blessed by that. Very blessed. Yeah. We get to do some cool stuff. We really do. Okay, why don't we do this? Let's mm -hmm. do a little question and answer, like <laughs> some of the questions that people ask you all the time. Because right. we also do have an email address. It's two girls talking 11 at gmail.com. Number 11. Yes. yes. So the number two, girls talking the number 11 at gmail.com. So we'd love to get your questions, ideas about topics that you want for our podcast. But we thought with each other, we'd kind of interview each other. Yeah. So let's talk about your favorite person to interview, your favorite <laughs> uh, rock artist. Well, and I'm sure you found this too. Talking to artists who have been around longer are always much better interviews than talking to newer people. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, for the most part, I found that. And especially with the current music industry, just the way that people are coming up so differently because now they're instant stars from being on YouTube or Instagram. And, you know, before they even picked up an instrument, they're famous. Whereas, you know, back in the day, you spent 10 years playing in clubs and oh, yeah. you paid your dues and you knew what it was like to, you know, make $4 a, a week and that kind of thing. And, and by the time you get to be filling stadiums and arenas, you're really grateful and you're really happy that somebody wants to talk to you and give you publicity for your stuff so all that said steven tyler really i love that man you know he <laughs> my husband knows he's sort of my hall pass <laughs> which is so funny because he's not like the best looking guy but there's just oh, something about him hot. there's just something about even now you know even now yes, he's, 70, no, he's whatever, very he's sexy 70, you know, he is and and he also from talking to him and from having, you know, briefly met him once or twice over the years, he's he's a very kind person. And you can see that when, you know, he's the type of person who makes eye contact with you. And and he's also Italian. So, you know, he's one of my people. <laughs> it automatically <laughs> means I'm going to like him. But even when he was on American Idol, you know, I remember my mother saying, you know, how much she loved that Steven Tyler. And believe me, Steven Tyler is not somebody who would normally fit in her That's I love right. you category. That's right. You know? But she, you know, she kind of saw that in him, too, the sweetness that comes out with him. But in interviewing him. He's a guy, he and Joe Perry too, actually. They will stay on the phone with you for an hour. I mean, you want to talk about there's no publicist involved. There's nobody breaking in every 15 minutes to say, okay, wrap it up, last question, whatever. I mean, the, the times that I've interviewed him and Joe, they've both been either at home or just like on a tour bus, just hanging out and just chatting about anything. And they have great stories to share. You know, they'll talk about anything. They've they've been to hell and back, you know. I mean, they, they've had every addiction possible. They've come back from so many just awful things that have happened to them collectively and individually over the years and you could sense the gratefulness in the fact that they're still out there and that people still want to see them and even seeing them on the mtv awards a couple weeks ago i mean i got such a kick out of it even though you know and it was kind of funny watching them with this new guy post malone who's a, who's a rapper who was so clearly thrilled to death to be sharing the stage with Aerosmith. And here's a guy who's, you know, 22 or whatever right. he is. He's not that genre at all. But you could tell, the, like, the respect 
And you, you can't look at Aerosmith now and not have that kind of respect if right. you know anything about music. <laughs> yeah. Know? But, I, yeah, I, lo I love talking to Steven. Well, and we also had that experience together that you were cool enough to invite me to when they opened the first Janie's, Janie's house, house, right? right? And mm -hmm. so we were kind of flies on the wall where Steven Tyler came to town to meet these women mm -hmm. that were had been abused right. or young girls a, really yeah. I, mean, I guess i think were they between like 13 and 18 maybe yeah. something like that yeah as soon as he walked in the room they all burst into tears i thought yeah. it's so weird just being a girl anyway you've got you get so emotional about certain mm -hmm. things and the hormones when we're all that age and it was so funny because he walks in and they just burst into tears yes. and he was like oh honey it's okay and and it wasn't was he so, so cool great. too because remember the, the the kids there had set up this whole like drum circle that were in the, like, as he yes. walked in to introduce him sort of they were playing music and he sat right down behind a, he took a his conga rings off. he took his rings off That's all right. his rings you know and he sat and he played with them for 10 minutes or so and and you know he probably walked in there going whatever happens happens this is cool you know and and again yeah i mean i think stuff like that shows his heart and and janie's house is, is uh, a foundation that he started and they just happened to open the first one at, here in Georgia, just outside of Atlanta, last year. And uh, yeah, he's just—he's just a cool guy. He is. He's and very some special. people are—some people are just cool. And he—he yep. he doesn't have to force it. There's nothing about him that seems arrogant or put on or whatever. And 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 I think the coolest people are the ones who are like, well, yeah, this is who I am. So if you like me, great. If you don't, oh well. Okay. There are other people yes, who do. That's so, right. right. So we're good. Everything's good. You yeah. Know? But, yep. but but what about you? You of course have you know talked to a million people as well over the years. Well, over the I think um, the Beatles and Led Zeppelin are my favorites. Like the band, so, the, the yes, whole band of yeah. the Beatles. Yeah. And so well, but Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney was my earliest crush. Yes. And I can remember because I had an older brother. I have four brothers, but the one that was eight years older than I is the one that introduced me to rock and roll. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine being a little girl. I can remember I'd be in my like ballerina stuff and he'd come to pick me up in his Rambler <laughs> with the eight-track tape and Jimi Hendrix would be making my ears bleed while I'm sitting there in a tutu literally in the car like, am I going to die? But he, I, I remember with the White Album, especially when it came out, the posters of their faces. Yes, yeah. And Paul was all grizzly, and I was like, oh, my God. And I can remember <laughs> just holding that picture and looking at him. And I got to interview him around 90 or 91 by myself oh, at the dream. Georgia Dome backstage. Wow. We were hanging out waiting for him backstage, and Linda's walking around. They're all wearing their bathrobes, and the whole family is there. And he comes walking in, and he's wearing flip-flops and black socks. <laughs> And we had two, Canadian, actually. two fold, <laughs> folded chairs facing each other, and our knees were like like he sat down, and our knees were touching. And he put his hand on my knee, and I was like, "Don't do that." <laughs> I could feel my face yes. flushing, and I I was looking down, and so that's why I noticed. And I'm like, "You're wearing flip flops with black socks," and he was like, "Yes, what about it?" But he, I was so excited about interviewing him that for weeks, and I knew well ahead of time, which normally you don't. Sometimes yes. my boss would forget to tell me, right. and I'd look up and Brian Setzer would be standing there. Exactly. And, I'm like, oh, and you're I like, can... okay, let me think real fast yes. about what Brian so Setzer's working one, on. <laughs> I knew for weeks that I was having this interview, so I just kept a pad of paper because I know everything about him, mm -hmm. but I wanted to know what is he doing now, and what's he working on, and mm -hmm. he was working on that Liverpool oratorio, so I I studied that and bought the CD, and it was expensive as hell, but I <laughs> right. I knew that he'd want to talk what he was – that's the one key to interviewing people is that you want to talk about what they're doing in the present. Exactly. They, yeah. Yes. That's very important to them, and that's what they're loving at the time. And that's usually so. why they're talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so we – it was just an incredible thing. And actually, next week, we're going to feature Paul McCartney yes. in our talk because he has a new album. New album now. that's coming out this week, actually. And, and I have heard it, and it is outstanding. It's some of his best work, I think, that he's done in, in at least the past 15 years. I mean, it's great, but yeah, we'll talk more about yeah, that. Yeah, and we'll have some snippets week. of that interview that yes, I did with him. That's right. And, play, you know, yeah. and it, it's so funny that you say that, you know, when you put his hand on your knee, you just don't do that because 
I think for the most part, you typically don't get starstruck. I mean, I, uh, I always look at, you know, to me, it's just sort of like you're a person the same as I am. You just make more money than I do, you know, or you're better known than I am kind of thing. Because I think most people I interview, I find that they seem to appreciate it when you do just talk to them as a person. Yes, we well, got to do that. That's oh, right. Oh, my God, it's Harry Styles, you know, or whatever. Yeah, Harry Styles is a nice looking young guy who's rich, you know, I mean. So, <laughs> so ask him who his <laughs> ask him who his favorite football team is. You know, I mean, I mean stuff like stuff like that. Yeah. And, and I think you know the more you do this, the more you learn. The easiest. I would have no problem with Harry Styles. This was Paul McCartney. <laughs> I don't know. Or Harry Robert Plant. It cheesy. was like <laughs> if Harry Styles put his hand on my knee, I might say, "No, don't do that, please." <laughs> I'd be like, "Son, you're going to get me arrested." Yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh. Exactly. Yeah. I could be your mom. But but no, it's it's true though. But there 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 is a handful of people. That I think you know might give you that. Oh reaction. my gosh! And, and, and really, to be one. <laughs> looking at his face, and mm -hmm. of course he was older and he was softer face, but he was—I mean, he's still hot now. He's adorable. But the thing was, when I was looking into his eyes, because I'm a very when I talk to people, yeah. I love to talk to people, and I'm interested in what they're mm -hmm. saying, so I'm I'm very attentive. But I was looking in his eyes, going, "I cannot believe I'm looking at Paul <laughs> right. McCartney in his eyes." <laughs> there is that surreal moment sometimes. It's really, when, yes. yeah, when you get some of the bigger stars that you're like, "Wow!" Like I met Taylor Swift a few weeks ago when when she was in town here, and they invited me to come back to say hi to her. And you know, I like her just fine. I'm not you know super fan, and I'm not one of the haters that could, she has many of those too. I think it's your job. It was your job, right? Too. And but yeah. I also think she's a very talented young woman. I think she's done an amazing job of getting from you know a girl playing her guitar in her bedroom in you know Pennsylvania at 14 to becoming you know one of the few females to sell out stadiums yeah. right now you know but but you know just going back there to meet her I wasn't I wasn't nervous but it was just I, I did have that second we were talking we talked for about five minutes about our cats because you know if you're going to meet Taylor Swift why not talk she about loves cats, cats. Right. she loves cats but I did have that that moment where you kind of go Wow, there are 50,000 people just outside this door that would, you know, trade a lot of things in their lives just to have this five minutes with Taylor Swift. That's like, wow, you're, you know, you're, you're Taylor Swift. And, and your brain sort of shuts off for that quick second or two, like, this is kind of weird that I'm talking to Taylor Swift. But then, like, it goes right back to, and your cats. <laughs> Do you know who I had an experience once with my really good friend who is in radio, too? Her name is Mara Davis, and she knew somebody that worked for ABC. And we were out for the Grammys in L.A., mm -hmm. and he got us onto the set of Spin City. Mm -hmm. And she was supposed to interview – who's the guy that was the older Barry guy? Barry Bostwick. Yes. Yes. And Barry Bostwick was completely avoiding us. I <laughs> I hold it against him because I was like – he knew he was supposed to sure, if you had an interview do an interview with her. Something. Yeah. And, yeah. and we did – we were a little bit – felt a little bit awkward after a little of while. Of course. But we met um, Crazy Guy. Charlie Sheen. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I really didn't know and who you were talking so about. That was just a good looking. Charlie Sheen, I <laughs> yeah. was like, I don't know, it was a little strange, but I remember just looking him in the eye and just being like, mm -hmm. hey, it's really nice to meet you. And he was just lovely. Mm -hmm. But who was really lovely was Heather Locklear. Oh, wow. Now, I, I have some girl crushes every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, sure. But Mara really had a girl crush on her, and yeah. Mara couldn't speak. And it was so <laughs> obvious. So I'm just kind of blubbering on and on because I'm like, okay, well, apparently I'm going to carry the conversation here. And I'm telling her that I have a cat named Jovi. Mm -hmm. And Jovi was 19 at the time. And Jovi's, you know, walks like a pirate. Like oh, one of my friends called him a, a hoi matey because he limped. You and, know, and, and Heather was married to Richie Sambora yes, at the time, and right? And she thought that was the funniest thing. She I was bet. like, she was talking to her hairdresser friend, going, "This girl's got a cat named Jovi." I love it. <laughs> and the fact that Jovi was 19 then, you know, yeah, that was really. a big deal. Yeah, back during Spin City, that yeah. I had that cat that long. But she was one of those people that you look at because she's so beautiful. 
and you just are kind of like, but she she's so frail. She's very, very delicate yeah. in person. It was, yeah. and that's probably why she's luminescent on screen. That, but yes, exactly. When you person, meet these people in person, sometimes you're like, well, Stephen Tyler, he's a small guy. Yes. I mean, everybody is so much shorter in person than so you would think, Joe for the Perry, most part. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. yes, Joe Perry, too. Yeah. It's true. No, I mean, but they uh, are hot people. They are, but you know, uh, they are. Taylor Swift is not short, by the way. She's very tall, and I felt very short next to <laughs> next to her, even shorter than I am. But for the most part, when you know, when people say like, oh, what's it like? meeting so-and-so it's like they're always just much shorter in person because they're normal again they're normal people yes. I mean, you know gene simmons isn't walking around in 12 inch high platform boots that's right. all that's the time. right i mean the guy's like six feet tall i mean he's a normal well, they're, size and guy. they're usually always super nice i've very seldom had a situation where somebody wasn't cool and and you know you got to give them that they might have an off day but the other sure. thing that is so surprising is that they they just know how to behave when you're the one asking the questions and getting the word out. Exactly. That's the thing. It's like, why why be a jerk? You, you know, I mean, we're, we're trying to help you out. We're trying to give you publicity. And if you didn't want to do the interview, then don't do interviews. Right. There, there are some people that I always kind of feel like, and, and not in a bad way, but Brian Wilson, they have him do interviews a lot. And I'm not really sure why, because I think it's very hard for him to, to do them. And I think he gets a little confused sometimes, you know, when you're asking him questions. And it seems hard for him to... To come up with anything outside of answers he may already, you know, have prepared for things. Um. And and the last time he was coming through, um, maybe a year or so ago, and they offered me an interview, and it was probably like the third time in a row that they had, you know, they, they I, I, I passed this time. Actually, I asked a colleague if he wanted to talk to him just because I thought he might want to talk to Brian yeah. Wilson. But I was like, you know what? I, it's kind of painful for me to do this because I feel bad for him. And I'm sort of like, yeah, why, why make the guy do this if, you know, no one's expecting him to be doing interviews at this point in his career. So I think it's okay if he doesn't. And, and why make somebody who's not comfortable doing something do, do you something. think, though, that he wants to – like, I would have been thrilled to interview him, but I'm wondering if he d what does just do the same rote answers for everything? I think he does. Okay. Because um, – Because you interviewed him three well, times because in because I interviewed him three times, and then my <laughs> colleague actually did say, yeah, sure, you know, I'll talk to Brian Wilson. And, I, you know, I warned him. I'm like, okay, last time – the last two times I talked to him, I made sure I had a, at least 20 questions prepared because usually I shoot for, like, 10 or 12. But with him, I've – you know, I'd learned, you know, have 20 questions at least – ready to go and, and he did and he came over to my desk the next day and he said probably should have had 40 questions because <laughs> i mean you get you get through those questions in about four minutes I oh mean, so it's just one and, one and we're not asking yes answers. or no questions but they're you know and, and again i mean i i don't feel like he's comfortable doing it so yeah you know but again we've seen him in concert together it's a couple he is times so and, extraordinary yeah. and, and those there are very few people that i would just like i, I don't know just to to see them live, number one, right? But then to have an opportunity to talk to them, exactly, is, and yeah, is pretty extraordinary. And he is one. He's just a brilliant mind. I mean, what a genius! Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, that goes back to yeah, we get to do some cool stuff. Yes, <laughs> you know? we get to talk to some cool people and learn interesting things about musicians that you know people have been listening to for decades. And but but you know, I think going back to your original question, um, <laughs> I, I really I prefer talking to you know the, the people who have been doing this for a while because they have more to talk about too. Yes. You know, I mean, they have more experiences and. You know, you can't compare, a, you know, a Steven Tyler with a Harry Styles. You, you know, I mean, you know, sure, Harry's had his the mania of One Direction and certainly is an intelligent young guy and, you know, could have things to talk about. But he's not 70 years old. Right. And, right. And has had all these other experiences. Yeah. So. Well, I feel like we've talked a lot about what we do and what people usually ask us. Yes. I don't want to, like, wear anybody out at this point. But we do have to talk about something else, which is. We both have a huge love of football. Yes. So if you want to play along with us. Mine's an obsession, actually. <laughs> I don't even know what you picked, so I'm going to have okay. to just kind of do it off the cuff. I am uh, an Atlanta girl, grown up here since I was 10 years old. I've already told you. So 
uh, no matter what the Falcons do, I still happen to go back every year. Well, and you know, I'm now a season okay. ticket holder. Look, even the, even though they blew the Super Bowl, like yeah. no oh, one okay. in That's NFL enough. history ever has <laughs> against the team that I personally cannot stand the air that they breathe. I know. <laughs> so we, so it, that made me hate them even and more. And then my whole family in Boston, I can't talk <laughs> right? about that. Right? I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, you yeah. had that, con- that, that conflict there for a while. Yes. Um, but yes, very excited about the football season starting. Oh my I, gosh, I'm so I, excited. I am I am quite the fantasy football geek. Um, I'm, in, I'm in two leagues. I'm in two regular leagues, but then I, you know, do two or three others online usually during the season. So I should get you in our our pool this year. Oh, sure. You want to do it? Oh, why not? Okay, because it's all my brothers and their friends. It's really fun. Yeah. I should get you in because yeah. it's we trash talk. I love it. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I follow it religiously. Um, it annoys my husband to no end, but he's pretty patient about it, and he knows that Sundays are now dedicated to I'm watching the Miami Dolphins because same thing. You know, I mean, since I grew up with the Dolphins, yep. but I'm also a Giants fan because just like I'm a Yankees fan because you know I also had the New York thing in the background growing yep. up too. So those are both of the the Dolphins totally, and then the Giants after that. And I also I become a Philadelphia Eagles fan because I go to Philly a lot to go to Atlantic City. So I was most definitely rooting for Philly last Super Bowl. Okay, <laughs> and that was great. So every week we're gonna try and do. Uh, Picks. Let's just do picks five, yeah. um, just random kind of. Although I think the Falcons are playing early this week, so it's kind of we kind of have to. Wa- that's a wash for us. We can't really yes. talk about that. But okay, so we'll talk about what's coming up Sunday. Sunday. Yes. So the Steelers and the Browns. I gotta say Steelers right off the bat. In, why? I don't have to say why. Do I? <laughs> I don't know. You're just saying Steelers. <laughs> I'm not a big Browns fan. Okay. Well, I'm going with the Browns. Actually, okay. All because... right. Are you making note of this? Yeah, sure. All right. I am. And if you're playing at home, play with us, and then you can email us. Maybe yes. we'll come up with a prize or something for you. <laughs> yes, we'll try and find something cool to send you. Okay, so Melissa picked Look, Browns. the Browns, the, okay. I think the, there's no way the Browns can't be worse than they were last season when they didn't win a game, and they actually have a quarterback and a receiver this year. So right. <laughs> I think that they're going to be okay. Uh, well, the Titans and the Dolphins, you know, I have to go with the Dolphins, even though they always lose to the Titans. And like, I'm, I'm picking the Titans. Well, you're probably better off doing that because <laughs> for some I reason, them anyway. for some reason, the Dolphins always lose to the Titans. But I don't know. This could be the year they change it. Uh, the 49ers and the Vikings. Oh, I will say 49ers. Okay, I'm actually going with the Vikings. You were anyway. I was anyway because Kirk Cousins is one of my fantasy quarterbacks, um, and also the Vikings have like the top defense in the league. So, although the quarterback for the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo. Have you seen this man? No. He looks like a Disney prince. He's ah. my other fantasy quarterback. <laughs> Emphasis on fantasy. Because, yes. But I still think the Vikings are going to win this one. All right. Uh, Jaguars and Giants. I'm going with the Jags. Okay. I'm actually going with the Giants. Well, that's funny. So we picked anyway. That, we did. Okay. Well, the Giants have a new running back, this, this, this hot kid, Saquon Barkley. And I think he's going to be all the difference for them. And the Rams and the Raiders, Monday Night Football. Oh, I'm going Raiders. And I was going Rams. Really? I, really? You know how funny we picked exactly exact the opposites, opposite. just uh, coincidentally. I, I mean, when I was in Ve- I was just in Vegas over the weekend, and I asked a friend of mine just his thoughts on uh, what I should put for a couple Super Bowl bets. And you know, he said I, I'd go with the Rams, and I said, okay, why? And he said, I just don't see any flaws there, and I agree with him. Jared Goff, their quarterback, also one of my fantasy quarterbacks. Todd Gurley, their running back from Georgia, great, great, great running back. Um, although I don't know. The Raiders have John Gruden as their coach now, so I love Gruden. That that could that I could be like a big game changer yep. for them as well, and they are playing at home, so. Well, we will find out. We will find out. So with our next <laughs> two girls talking, Melissa talking more than I did about football because I she studies it. it more than I do. I love it. <laughs> I just like my handful of teams very much, <laughs> but we will keep track of this. And if you want to tell us who you picked again, the games are Melissa. Go through them one more time: Steelers and Browns, Titans and Dolphins, 49ers and Vikings. 
Jaguars and Giants, and Rams and Raiders. You can do your picks, too. Just five of them. Two Girls Talking 11 at gmail.com. That's the number two, Girls Talking, the number 11 at gmail.com. Let us know. If you have any questions about us that you'd like us to share in the future, next week we're going to be talking about Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney's new album, Paul McCartney's old interviews, yes. Paul McCartney on James Corden. That's right, because we love him. Yes, we do. And this has been a lot of fun. It has been. Thank you guys for tuning in. Yes, we'll be back with you next week. We are Two Girls Talking! <laughs> this is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.